He mends the broken heart. Ajayb remembers beautiful Guru Karpal. This is a bhajan of Sanchi's <coughs> Dila Tutiday on page 270. The breaths of hope are exhausting. The tears of your separation are also coming to the end. May I always go on telling people your glory. Dwell within my eyes, O beautiful one, so that I may behold you constantly. You are the one who makes our lives. We won't find another one like you. Who could kill the five dacoits? The people smile in the happiness. The world is empty without you. Who cares if the world exists? Give me your darshan so that my within becomes green. Oh, beautiful one, look at us so that our life may become insured. Teach us how to love. Make the separated souls reach Sachkhand. The pains of separation are very bad. Day and night I weep. I wander like the crazy ones. I want to tell you about the pains in my heart. Who except you would listen to it? In front of whom can I open the lock of my heart? We are the erring ones, full of faults. Showering your grace, forgive us. We are your poor souls. In your will, come again. I have demolished all other piles, and I have only your support. The garden is full of fragrant flowers, but I have to weep in that happiness as my husband has left me a widow. Love cannot be measured in a scale. Without Guru Kripal, a jabe is not worth even a penny. He mends the broken heart. Ajayb remembers beautiful Guru Kirpal. Abhajan of Sanchi's on page 270. Guru Kirpal Sonenu Ajay ab yad kare Guru Kirpal Sonenu Ajay ab yad kare Asabare sans muk chale Asabare sans muk chale Teria jidayande Asu akiyachumuk chale Teria jidayande Asu akiyachumuk chale Sifata teria medas dirava Sifata teria medas dirava Ankiyachavas soneya 
तेनु हर दम थक दीरवा आवस सोने तेनु हर दम थक दीरवा सादी जिंदगी सवार देवी सादी जिंदगी सवार देवी तेरी जिहा नहीं लबना पंज दुमार देवे तेर जिहना ही लबना पंज दुमार देवे दुनिया खुशी अचे हस दिए दुनिया खुशी अचे हस दिए तू बिन जाग सुना बावे दुनिया पे बस दिए थे तो बिन जाग सुना बावे दुनिया पे बस दिए देदारा शमन बिना हो जावे देदारा शमन बिना हो जावे सादेवल तक सोने सादी जिंदगी दीमा हो जावे सादे थल वक सोने सादी जिंदगी दीमा हो जावे सानू प्यार सीखा जावे सानू प्यार सीखा जावे विच दूहानू सच कंद पूछा जावे विच दूहानू सच कंद पूछा जावे बोरे दुख ने जुदाया दे बोरे दुख दे जुदाया दे दिन राती रोंदरवा बीर वंग शुदाया दे दिन राती रोंदरवा बीर वंग शुदाया दे दुख दिल दे परोला में दुख दिल दे परोला में दे तो बिन कौन सुने गुंदी दिल दी खोला में ते तो बिन कौन सुने गुंदी दिल दी खोला में आसियो गुनाहारे हा आसियो गुनाहारे हा 
खर बाक्षलावी धेरे जीव विचारे हाँ देय खर बाक्षलावी धेरे जीव विचारे हाँ मोजे अपनीचे पापेरा मोजे अपनीचे पापेरा होर देरिया देरिया एक राखी असहार तेरा मेकी फूला बाग पिया मेकी फूला बाग पिया खुशी अचरोन पे गया मेरा लुतिया सुहाग गया खुशी अचरोन पे गया मेरा लुतिया सुहाग गया प्यार तक दीचे तुल दानाही प्यार तक दीचे तुल दानाही गुरु कीरपाल बिना अजब खोरी दे मूल दानाही गुरु कीरपाल बिना अजब खोड़ी दे मूल लव कैनॉट बी मेजर्ड इन अ स्केल विदाउट गुरु कृपाल अजेब इज नॉट वर्थ इवन अ पेनी ही मेंस द ब्रोकन हार्ट अजेब रिमेंबर्स ब्यूटीफुल गुरु कृपाल There are two announcements. The most recent issue of Sambani magazine was mailed to subscribers last weekend, and copies are available at the book table in the big house. And a reminder that next Saturday, May 13th, a work day is planned here at the ashram. There's lots of outdoor work, garden and lawn cleanup. And trees and branches down by winter wind and snow to be picked up. So wear lots of bug repellent, and come and help. There is a sign-up sheet at the book table. This first reading is from the June 1978 Sampani magazine, and the article was given the title "The Story of Puno and Sussi." It was from a morning darshan after a morning meditation with Sanchi in August of 1977. And the first questioner says, "I'd like to ask two questions, but I want to do one thing at a time." Master Kripal has said that we shouldn't look into the eyes of others, especially of the opposite sex and animals. I wonder if Sanchi could explain this further. 
Can we look into anybody's eyes if we see Sanchi in them and love them? Are there people whose eyes we shouldn't look into? And Sanchi replies, Many times this has been answered. The thing is, you should never look into the eyes of any man or woman with bad thoughts. The teachings of the Master are not for man only or women only. They are for everyone. They speak to all humans. Guru Nanak Sab says, With a leer in your eyes, don't look into the eyes of any woman. And always keep your attention. Always keep the remembrance of saints and masters in you. Bhai Gurdas Ji says, A woman should not look into the eyes of any man except her husband, no matter how beautiful or wealthy the other man is. If he is as if he is of the same age as the woman, she should understand him as brother. If he is older, she should take him as father or elder brother. And if he is younger, she should understand him as son or younger brother. The same thing applies for man also. He should never look into the eyes of another woman except his wife, no matter how beautiful she is. He should always understand other women as sisters and mothers. And we should make our sight full of love. Always lovingly we should look at other people. Even when we are looking at animals, into the eyes of animals and birds, if we have that loving sight, we will never think ill of them, and we will never think of giving them any trouble. The loving sight has this principle, live and let live. Because we are not looking at animals with loving sight, People are killing them, understanding that God has created them only for our eating. Until you make your sight like this, there can be no thought of progressing in meditation. Through the eyes, we are scattered a lot in this world. And then the questioner continues and says, The other question, I want to hear a love story of Sanchi with Master. Please, please tell the story of Sasi and Puno and your love for Kripal. And Sanchi says, Regarding Sasi and Puno and all the other great lovers of the world, we know that their love was not like the love of us, the worldly people. They were chaste even in their thoughts. And as far as deed was concerned, there also they were chaste. They always had chaste love. And the fakirs of the Sufis held this principle and have said this thing. Until a man is perfect in the love of the body, he cannot have love for God. The love for the body works like a bridge, and it is only to cross this. Once we have perfected in the love of the body, then we get the divine love. So first of all, we have to become fond of the body of the Master. We have to love the body of the Master. But we are not just to catch the body and not the other thing. If we will just catch the body and stand on this thing, we will never progress. Because one day the body of Master is also going to die. And one day the body of the disciple is also going to die. And in that way, people will taunt you that your Master has died. What answer will you have for them? But the thing which has come in the experience of the Master 
is that the guru never takes birth and never dies because he is a power. And that power is not finished today, nor is it going to be finished tomorrow. That power is for always and always. That's why saints say you should love the power or you should be connected to the power which is working through the body. But what is our condition? We are just attached to the body and not catching the power. Kabir Saab says, we have done the body of master. Excuse me. Kabir Saab says, we have done the master of body, but we are not searching for the real Satguru who is within us. And in that way, we are attached only to the body of the master and not to that power which is working in him. We also share the cycle of 84 lakhs, and we also wander in the births, in the cycle of bodies. Sussi was born to a king, and kings believe in astrologers because they are worried about their kingdom, their future. So the father of Sussi had a horoscope made for Sussi, and the astrologers told him, she will become a source of suffering to you, and it is not good for you to keep her in your home. Whatever dowry you are going to give her when she grows up, you should put that much wealth in a box along with this little girl, and you should throw that box in the river. In that way, you will become free from all the sufferings which are going to come in the future. It is the habit of astrologers to exploit people's superstitions and in that way to plunder them. This also was a trick of the astrologers. They wanted to take that wealth that the king was going to put in the box. The king did what they told him, but he also put a locket round Sussie's neck, which had a picture of her himself. And when that box was thrown into the river, the astrologer tried to take hold of it, but the river was flowing very fast, so he was not able to. <clears throat> From the other direction, a bear was coming down the river, and he was suffering because he had not eaten food for many days. When the astrologer saw that some black thing was coming, he thought, it was the same box, and he jumped in to take it, but the bear attacked him. A friend of the astrologer was standing on the bank, and he thought that he had got hold of the box. But when the astrologer called, this is a bear, please come and help me, the friend said, leave him alone and come back. The astrologer said, I want to leave him, but he is not leaving me. And in that way, he was killed by that bear. <coughs> While the box was floating on the water, a washerman was washing clothes on the riverbank. When he saw that box coming, he took it. When he opened it, he was surprised to find a baby girl and all that wealth. And by that time, Sussie was very hungry. He knew that this was God's gift, and understanding Sussie as his daughter, he raised her up. Once it so happened, after Sussie had grown into a very beautiful girl, that the same king, the father of Sussy came to the place where the washerman was living for hunting. When he saw that beautiful Sussy, he fell in love with her. He wanted to marry her, but he did not realize that she was his own daughter. So he requested the washerman to give him Sussy for his wife. The washerman asked Sussy, and she said, Father, wherever you send me, I will go there. So Sussy was brought to the palace of the king. 
And when the king came to Susi to enjoy with her, he saw her locket and was very surprised to see his own picture. When he asked Susi, she said, I don't know who I am, but I know this, that that washerman brought me up, and I have been wearing this locket since my birth. Then the king came to know everything, and he realized that Susi was his daughter. So after that, he took care of her as his daughter, because she was his daughter. And he gave her an orchard, and he built her a good palace. Then Susi fell in love with Puno, although she had never seen him, but she had seen his picture, because Puno was very beautiful, and it is the habit of painters to paint portraits of good models. A painter in the town where Susi was living saw Puno, painted his picture, and hung that painting in his shop. <clears throat> when Susi went shopping, she saw that picture and fell in love with him. And it is said in her history that for 12 years she waited for him and understood him as her husband, even though she had not seen him physically, and even though Puno knew nothing about her. For those 12 years, Sussy became very restless. She didn't even sleep for those 12 years because always she was waiting for Puno to come. Puno knew nothing about Sussy, but once he had a dream in which he was told, in one town there is a girl named Sussy, and she has been waiting for you for the last 12 years, and you should go there. As soon as he saw Sussy in the dream, he fell in love with her. So he left his home and came to the place where Sussy was living. In those days, there were no jeeps, cars, or anything like that. He came with many camels to the place where Sussy was living. He left his camels in the orchards, and they started eating fruit and destroying all the crops in the field. So the friends of Sussy came to her and said, One man has come, and he is destroying all your fields. He has brought many camels with him. So Sussy came there to punish that man. But when she saw Puna there and realized that he was her beloved, for whom she had been waiting for the past 12 years, she felt so happy that she forgot everything about the fields. Because they both had chaste love, their thoughts were chaste, and as soon as they met, they were very happy, and in that happiness they forgot everything, and they slept. In the meantime, the parents of Puno thought, since Puno was their only son, if he marries Sussy, he will go and stay there, and who will take care of us? So they sent friends of Puno to bring him back without marrying Sussy. When the friends arrived, at that time Puno and Sussy were both sleeping. Puno was awakened by his friends and given wine to drink, and in that intoxication he was carried back to his home, unaware that he was leaving Sussy there. The next morning, when Sussy woke up and saw that Puno was not lying on the bed, she became very unhappy and started tearing out her hair, the hair which she had been nourishing with butter. She had been taking good care of her body, but now she started destroying it because the ornament of her heart was separated from her, and that was the will of God. Many people said to her, When he has left you, you should not bother about him. You should not wait for him anymore. But because Sussy had real love for Puno, she did not accept that. And she left that place and started to search for Puno. <coughs> there was a desert through which she had to go in order to reach Puno's home. 
She didn't know which direction to go, but following the footsteps of the camel, she was going. It was very hot in the desert, and because she had not eat, eaten or drunk, she was very thirsty also. At one place she saw an oasis, and there was one shepherd who was taking care of the animals. She thought of going and asking him for water, because she was very thirsty. But she was afraid that if a sandstorm should come and wipe out the footsteps, she would lose her way and not be able to search for Puno. But she was very thirsty. So she requested the footsteps. You are afraid of the wind. If the wind blows, you will lose your existence. But I am afraid of you, that if you lose your existence, I will lose my way, and I will not be able to find my beloved. So you should promise me that you will not go away. And I am promising you that I will definitely come back. If you break your promise, you will owe me something in the court of God. If I break my promise, I will pay for it in the court of God. We will meet again in the court of God. <clears throat> when she came to that shepherd asking for water, she was in very bad condition. She didn't have any hair on her head, and she was very weak and thin. She looked like a ghost. That sh shepherd thought that maybe some witch or ghost had come, so he left all the animals there and ran away because he was afraid. So Sussy didn't get any water. She went back to the place where she had left the footsteps. But in the meantime, a sandstorm had come and wiped out all the footsteps. So she lost her way and was not able to go farther. She wandered here and there, but she could not find the way. And repeating the name, Puno, Puno, she left the body there. <clears throat> when that shepherd came to know that she was a woman, and she was searching for somebody, and she had left the body, he was very sorry. He dug a grave there and buried Sussy. In the meantime, when Puno recovered consciousness and realized that he had been separated from Sussy with force and had been given wine, he realized that this was a very bad thing, for he also was in love with Sussy. He started to return to the place where Sussy was living, and when he came to the oasis, the same oasis where Sussy had left the body, he saw the very fresh grave there. He asked the shepherd, Who has left the body here? What is this grave for? The shepherd replied, I don't know who she was, but when she left the body, she was searching for some man, and she was repeating the name, Puno, Puno. So at once, Puno understood that she was Sussy, and because he was also very much in love with her, he got down from his camel and said, Sussy, I have come. And because their love was true, the grave opened and gave way for Puno also to come in. And in that way, both of them were united in the grave. So the meaning of that story is, we are very fond of hearing the stories, but we do not take them to ourselves. The meaning of this story is that the disciple should have so much love for the master that no matter what difficulty comes, still he should be attached to the master. When we develop this type of love, there is no power which can bring us back in this world. But what are we doing? We are not developing such a love for the master. Therefore, no matter if we hear the stories and enjoy them, we are not getting the full benefit from them. Anyway, this is a matter of experience. 
until you go within and see your master within, you cannot develop such faith. Until you have as much love as Sussy had for Puno outside for the master, you cannot go within. <clears throat> and Mahatmas tell us about Sussy, that Sussy was not afraid of the hot burning sand, and she was searching for him, and still she was not seeing her beloved. And then it is said, First the jewel allows the jeweler to make a hole in him. First he sacrifices something. After that he becomes a beauty. <clears throat> and after that he goes and gets the high place. That is the neck of the queens or other people. The same is true of the comb. First of all, that comb also sacrifices. He lets other people cut his body. And after that we use the comb on our head. If the seeds are afraid of the pain, which they get when they are put in the wheel to take out the oil, who is going to appreciate that oil or those seeds? If the disciple is afraid to go in the direction from where the bullet is coming, or if a brave man is afraid to go into the battlefield, who will call him brave? Or who will call him the tiger? <clears throat> and then it is said that if, after becoming a satsangi, if he is doing all these bad deeds and not becoming brave, then that creator, that master, will not give him a good place. It is also written about Sussi, about the love of Sussi, that Sussi was the daughter of a king, and her legs were very delicate. She was always taking care of her legs and putting creams and things like that on. <clears throat> But when she was searching, when she started searching for Puno, first of all, it was the desert. And secondly, it was very hot in the month of June. It was hot like an oven, in, in which if you put anything, it will bake. It is said that it was so hot that even the sun was feeling the heat, and he was hiding himself in the clouds. But still, she said, a lover is such who is not afraid of all this. <clears throat> All these lovers were real and true and were not slaves of mind and organs of senses. Three years before Master left the body, he gave me many instructions and he told me he would leave very soon. Two months before he left the body, he gave me a very clear hint that now he was going to leave us. <clears throat> At that time, I was in 16 P.S. Ashram. The dear ones, those who were with me, know what my condition was on that day. In sadness, I left that ashram. In the evening, I left there and I came to 77 RB, that village which is 25 miles away from that place. Wherever any beloved of God goes, the people start coming by themselves. So daily from the nearby villages, people started coming there. They were all gathering together at one o'clock. To them, sometimes I would say loving words. Sometimes I would just weep in front of them. <clears throat> After two months, I heard such news that my heart trembled. That news was, Now Ajayb is seeing that the Dara, or the place where Kirpal was dwelling, now that is empty. Kirpal has left. The ornament of the heart, Kirpal, was separated from me. God did that. That's why I don't like any outward ornaments. 
one who is not seeing his beloved anywhere. He is tearing out his hair, the same hair which he once nourished with butter. And now, dear ones, who can remove what is written in our fate? Ajab says, such days also come to us. If there is anyone suffering like me, only he can understand my suffering, and I will talk to him. Those who are always happy, how can they know the taste of suffering? The neutral people, how can they know the taste of enjoyment? And the illiterate people, how can they read the Quran? Because this happened with me, that's how I know. When the master leaves the dear ones, that is the greatest suffering. There is no other suffering greater than the suffering that one gets when the master leaves. <clears throat> Guru Angadev said about Guru Nanak's departure, if we are loving any beloved, it is better to die before him because whatever time we are spending without him, that is a curse on that time. Hazrat Bahu also wrote about the departure of his master. He said, <clears throat> I will always experience this pain, and oh, Bahu, I will always weep. <coughs> and today we have a special guest, Elvia Rubald. Elvia has been Sanchi's voice for the Spanish-speaking disciples, and she is visiting here, and she's graciously offered to share a few words of sweet remembrance with the Sangat. Well, first of all, it's, it's very, very sweet to be here. And I thank the Master for his grace. Uh, I just wrote a little something. Um, uh, so I'll go ahead and read that. <laughs> uh, first of all, thank you, Master, for bringing me here. The ashram is beautiful. And the hall is full of your power and your love. 
it truly meditates us, like my father used to say. <laughs> um, we just need to, like Master says, we just need to sit down, be quiet, and he does the rest. It's been many years since Sanchi left his physical form. But in truth, he hasn't gone anywhere. He is within us, like he always has been. And like we just heard, and in all the writings, uh, his message is, is still the same that we need to do the Simran and we need to meditate lovingly. From the first moment after we heard that he had left, all of us knew in our hearts what we have always known, and that is that now it is a time to do the meditation of Nam. No matter what the outer circumstances are, if we can see him in his physical form or not, nothing changes this truth, which is that we have to meditate. And right now, to me, it's, it's very clear that, that that is the main focus. And, uh, he hasn't given us any other alternative. <laughs> so, so we should take advantage of this, of this time that the Master has given us. In a way, it, it, it seems like He wants to see if we were paying attention in the satsang. <laughs> and he wants to see, he wants to see us do the work. So, so let us pray to dear Babaji and always remember him with love so that he may help us to meditate and to get up and to meditate with a purpose and not by mistake. I remember at the satsang, he, he would say that if sometimes if we sit in meditation by mistake. <laughs> so, so let us love him and, and meditate on purpose. And meditate with love. Let us repeat the Simran. And let us sit in meditation, sit at the tenth door and and wait for him. It's up to him if he wants to take us within or not, but but it's our it's our duty to to go to the eye center and to sit there with love. So <clears throat> we should start we should start anew every day. 
we should start now. If we have forgotten to do the Simran, let's start now again. And that, I think, is his gift, that we have the present moment. And he's always giving us a chance to begin again. So, so let us pray to the Master so that we may become like this beautiful satsang hall, which radiates the love and the power of the Master and brings peace to the soul. He is with us now. He's with us right here. Let us rekindle our love for him and devotion for the Master. And with his grace, may he kindly help us make this life successful. So I, I just wanted to read a little bit from Master Kripal's message on humility. <coughs> Dear ones, on this auspicious day of the birth anniversary of Hasur Maharaj Baba Sawan Singh Ji, I send you one and all my heartiest wishes for your progress on the spiritual way back to the home of our Father through the natural yoga of light and life and love, the Suraj Shabd Yoga. In my previous year's messages, I have been mostly dwelling on rising above body consciousness, to be reborn and to learn to die while alive, etc., so as to enable one to enter the kingdom of God which is within us, as prescribed by all the past masters now come to us through his benign grace. There are many aspects of his divine life, but I will now dwell on the two most important ones, which are humility and simplicity, the most needed at this hour, which, if followed, will set our, will set our lives in the right direction and enable us to achieve perfection. All masters, such as Jesus, Mahavira, Buddha, Kabir, and Nanak, etc., of the past, and Ramakrishna, Hazur, Baba Sawan Singh, Sadhu Vaswani, etc., of recent days, radiated this divine luster from their personalities. Man knows so many things, but he does not know himself. A man has so many sheaths in himself covering the depths of his heart. Man learns and unlearns all through life. It is wiser to remain a student than to be a teacher, a student of the mystery of life. A parable goes to say that a seeker of God in the quest of heaven, wandering here and there, found himself perchance at the gate of heaven. The gatekeeper asked him, Who are you? The seeker answered, A teacher. The gatekeeper asked him to wait and went in to report. After a while, he returned and said that he could not let him in, as there was no place for teachers in the heaven world. He was told to go back and wash the dust of dead words clinging to him in the waters of silence. So many teachers are vain. They parade their learning. 
How can there be a place in there for him who lives in a world of vanity? Every day he sat in the silence and listened to the words of saints, and his self-consciousness began to develop, and he became humble and prayed to be the servant of all men, lonely and lowly ones and animals, a servant of God's creation. Then the portals of heaven were opened, and he entered in and beheld the Master's face, pure and fair beyond compare. All the masters of the past and the present say that the kingdom of God is for the humble of heart. So many of us, alas, are proud, vain, and ego-lost, and blind to the wisdom, but we do but wander from darkness to darkness. The God that rules millions is the ego. Enthrone on your heart the God of love, and cease to wander. And what should be done to do so? Become humble as ashes and dust. The world is full of the proud of purse or power or learning. Whereas we should be humble and simple and empty ourselves of all self. all. Let us be perfect as our Father is in heaven. The truly humble are the truly happy. For want of humility, men and women are leading an unbearable, miserable life. All this misery is from within. It is not a change in our circumstances, but deliverance from the thraldom of self, the petty ego that sits a tyrant robbing us of the bliss that is our heritage as children of God. We are, as it were, in a cage of self-centeredness, and until this prison is opened by the key of humility, the swan bird of the soul is not free and cannot swim to the regions of radiance and joy. The way to true blessedness is the way of humility and love. He who is humble has no problems. He has God as his guide. Significant are the words of the shepherd boy singing in John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. He that is down need fear no fall. He that is low no pride. He that is humble ever shall have God to be his guide. I am content with what I have, little be it or much. And Lord, contentment still I crave, because thou savest such. Rightly has it been said that if there were no humility in the world, everyone would long ago have committed suicide. When the light of humility dawns on the soul, the darkness of selfishness disappears, and the soul no longer lives for itself, 
but for God. The soul loses itself in God, lives in God, and is transformed into Him. This is the alchemy of humility. It transforms the, low, the lowest into the highest. The great Chinese sage Lao Tse expressed the thought in beautiful words. How does the sea become the king of all rivers and streams? Because it lies lower than them. St. Augustine said the way to God is first humility, second humility, and third humility. He who is proud of possessions and of learning or of authority will not go to any saint unless he is humble. Even if he goes to the saint but considers himself superior to him, he will not listen to him. A glass which is kept above a tumbler of water will remain empty until it is put below the tumbler. You know what you know. Just listen to what the other says. Perhaps we can learn something from him. Yes, the branches of a fruit-laden tree bend of their own accord. Even so, the man who, losing himself, finds God, finds him everywhere and in everyone, bends before all, offers homage of his heart to all. This is true humility. It is not a forced sense of lowliness. Such a one lives in unity with all. He is in others, and others are in him. It is the fake ego self that gives rise to the sense of discord and separation. When the illusion of ego is broken, one feels, I am not apart from others, but others are parts of the One, God, the Master, and all of us are engaged in the same service of God. Each one of us is unique in his own way. There is a divine purpose behind the life of everyone who comes into the world. No one has been created for nothing. We have something to learn from everyone. This is the mystery of humility. The truly humble person does not compare himself with others. He knows that none of us, however evolved, is perfect. None of us is complete in himself. The humble person does not regard one as better than the other. He believes in the divinity of each. If one says and asserts that he is better than others, then he is not perfect as yet. It is only when one realizes his nothingness that God comes and fills him with himself. Where man is, God is not. Where man is not, God is. God cannot enter the heart of the self-seeking person. He who is full of himself considers himself as above others and so puts a limit on himself. God is without limit. How can the limitless enter the limited? O ye who seek God, see that you do not set yourself above others. Give up all that you are and all that you have. Empty yourself of all self. Cast the ego out and you stand face to face with God. Wondrous are the words of the Sufi saint Abur Hassan. <coughs> Brothers, this is the law. He who cometh nigh to God loseth what he hath. I, he loseth himself, but gains instead the gift supreme, the gift of humility. A man may strive to be humble, 
but for all his efforts may become all the more proud. There is such a thing as the pride of humility. It is a very dangerous thing, for it is too subtle to be discerned by the inexperienced. There are some who will take great pains to be humble. They make humility impossible. How can a man be humble who is all the time thinking of how best he can be humble? Such a man is all the time occupied with himself, but true humility is freedom from all consciousness of self, which includes freedom from the consciousness of humility. The truly humble man never knows that he is humble. The truly humble man accepts everything as coming from the hands of God. He knows that in him there is nothing praiseworthy. All the good that is in him is from God, and the praise that men give him belongs to God. When the young man called Jesus good teacher, Jesus quietly said, Why call me good? There is none good but God. Humility, says Lacordaire, does not consist in hiding our talents and virtues, in thinking ourselves worse and more ordinary than we are, but in possessing a clear knowledge of all that is lacking in us and not exalting, not exalting ourselves for that which we have, seeing that God has freely given it us, and with all his gifts we are still infinitely of little importance. So the truly humble man may accept sometimes the praise which men give him and quietly passes it on to God, keeping nothing for himself. The man who is not truly humble behaves in a very unnatural manner when he is not praised by men. He becomes upset, loses his patience, and even becomes angry. He repulses them with his irritation and creates for them an awkward situation. Sometimes he, he suppresses his feelings and remains silent, but he cannot forget the things that are said about him. They haunt him again and again and do not give him peace of mind. The humble man makes no fuss. He is at harmony with himself and others. He is gifted with a wondrous feeling of peace. He feels safe and secure, like a ship in harbor, unaffected by howling storms and lashing waves. He has found refuge at the lotus feet of the Lord, and the storms of changing circumstances have no power over him. He feels light as air. The burdens which we carry all our life, the burden of the self and its desires, he has laid aside, and he is ever calm and serene. Having given up everything, he has nothing to lose, and yet everything belongs to him, for he is of God, and God is in him. Having broken the bondage of desire, he is as happy with a piece of dry bread as with a sumptuous meal. In every situation and circumstance of life, he blesses the name of God. He who would be humble regards himself as a student. He learns many new things, but, is, but what is more difficult, he unlearns many things he has learned. A scholar came to a saint and said, O seer of the secret, Tell me what I may do to live the life divine. And the saint said to him, Go unlearn what thou hast learned, and then return and sit before me. He who would walk the way of humility must renounce his earlier ways of living. 
He must give up the opinions he has formed, the standards to which he is accustomed. He must have a new outlook on life. The things the world would worship are to him of no value. His values are so different from those of other men. Rich food, fine houses, costly dresses, positions of power and authority, the applause of men, honors and titles no longer attract him. He feels drawn to a life of simplicity. He is happy in living a hidden life in the hidden Lord. He is dead to the world. He is alive in God. At times, he actually believes like one dead. Yes, the truly humble man is, in that sense, the dead man. He has died. God alone lives in him. His self has been annihilated. Annihilated. <laughs> His self has vanished into God, and only God remains. God works in him and through him, and God emits in his eyes. God speaks in his words. On his feet, God walks the earth and through his hands gives his benedictions to all. Such men are the real strength of the world, its illumination and inspiration. To see them is to commune with God, for God dwells in them. They are the living, moving temples of the Lord. They are the ones who keep the world intact, though they do not know it themselves. <coughs> the whole earth depends on them, without anyone being aware of it. Their hearts and minds are in tune with the great heart and mind of humanity. They are in complete accord with all that lives. They give their love to all beings as though they were the sons of the one sweet mother. They have broken all fetters and entered into the freedom of the children of God. God does their will because they have merged their wills in his. God fulfills their least desire, for it is he who desires all their desires. They are the little saviors of humanity. I wish each one of you to follow the lesson of humility, born of love and simplicity. And then to finish, I'd like to read <coughs> stanza number four of the Japji as translated by Master Kripal. <clears throat> and Master Kripal says, God's will is indescribable, and the question arises, how may, how may we become one with it? Guru Nanak replies that the best we can do is to sit in meditation at the early hour of dawn and commune with his holy word. Our actions and our efforts count, no doubt, it is through them that we achieve human birth. But, says Nanak, we cannot earn salvation, for it must come as the gift of his grace. Guru Nanak in the Japji turns time and again to this paradox that salvation is only possible through his grace, yet we need effort to achieve this salvation. And the stanza says, <coughs> True is the Lord, True, his holy word. His love has been described as infinite. Men pray to him for gifts, which he grants untiringly. When all is his, what can we offer at his feet? What can we say to win his love? 
at the ambrosial hour of the early dawn, be you in communion with the divine word and meditate on his glory. Our birth is the fruit of our actions, but salvation comes only from his grace. O Nanak, know the true one as imminent in all. So may Master bless us, shower his grace on us, so that we may do the meditation. Thank you, Elvia. And we're hearing the conclusion of a satsang Sanchi gave on May 8th, 1984, here at Sampani Ashram. To have the love for the master. The guest of two different homes does not get food anywhere. You go and eat wherever you can get. Man me tafram surat me pakam Guru di pakti karni aashkaan da kam hai Aashkaan guru da mamooli jave nijara mil jave Bas ko nihal ho jande hai Khush ho jande hai It is the work of the lovers to do the devotion of the master And if the lovers get even a little bit of glimpse of the master They become pleased, they become happy Agar guru pakta nu eh kaya diye if you tell the devotees of the master to give up the glimpse, give up the vision of the master and give up going to the satsang of the master, we will give you the kingdom of the whole world. They will not accept the power, they will not accept the kingdom of the whole world and at no cost they will be ready to give up the satsang and the company of the master. Guru Nanak nahi keha pori darshan di jai he pyaarya tera darshani sada jeevan hai agar thoda jai darshan de de me to sada sab koi saur sakda hai pai nandalal ne Guru Gubin Singh nu kya siga ke mera jindagi da sawaal hai teri ek najr hai Guru Nanak sahab had said that oh lord give me just a little bit of your darshan he said that your darshan is our life. Just a little bit of your darshan will make our life bloom. You give me, you give us your darshan. Bhai Nandal had also, had also told Guru Gobind Singh that it is the question of your one glance and it is the question of my whole life. Guru <laughs> Man 
पकपक कट में गाड़ा थाना थाने गाड़े अब हुआ देवाना हूं आप कहते प्रेमी बेशक बारों कमलिया की तरह ही थानू नजर आंदा है म सियाणा भी नजर आता है लेकिन अंदरों पक्का है कद भी आप दे गुरु का प्यार गुरु का इश्क वो छड़न तैयार नहीं हूं नाउन इफ यू सी द्रेजी वन एज द इनोसेंट वन फ्रॉम आउटसाइड बट फ्रॉम विद इन ही इज वेरी स्ट्रॉन्ग इज वेरी डिवोटेड टू हिज मास्टर एंड एट नो कॉस्ट ही इज रेडी टू गिव अप हिज लव फॉर द मास्टर मिसल फकीर दिसे बारों पर अंदरों पक्का अंदरों बिलकुल पक्का हूं है बारो पागलों की तरह ही लगता है द फकीर लुक फ्रॉम आउटसाइड एज द क्रेजी वंस बट फ्रॉम इनसाइड दे आर वेरी स्ट्रांग द डेवोटीज ऑलवेज द डेवोटीज मे लुक लाइक क्रेजी वंस फ्रॉम द आउटसाइड बट फ्रॉम देयर विद इन दे आर वेरी स्ट्रांग पक पक कट में गाड़ा थाना थाने गाड़े अब हुआ देवानाम गुर का रूप लगे अस प्यारा काम पती मीना जल तारा हम स्वामी जी महाराज कहते हैं कि प्रेमी अपने गुरु का शरीर दे किस तरह की प्यारी लगती है जिस तरह कामी आदमी औरत प्यारी है और उस जिसम चिंबड़ता है छड़न तैयार नहीं हों और उसू हमेशा देख के खुश हूँ है मच्छी पानी नहीं देख के खुश हूँ है पानी तो अगर थोड़ा जा बाहर कटिए फड़ के मर जाती है आप कह लगे जिस तरह कामी इसी प्यारी है और मच्छी पानी प्यारा है प्रेमी अपना गुरु का शरीर इस तरह प्यारा है ना स्वामी जी महाराज से दैट फॉर अ लवर फॉर अ डियर वन हाउ लविंग द बॉडी ऑफ द मास्टर इज ही The body of the master is so loving to the lover, as the unchaste person has the love for the woman. He does not want to give up the body of the woman at any cost. And as the fish loves the water, and becomes pleased only when she is in the water. As soon as you separate, as soon as you bring it out, bring her out from the water, she dies. In the same way, the lover loves the body of the master. He does not want to give up. Side, he does not want to give up the glance of the master. He does not want to give up looking at the master, even for a moment. Bhagat Namdev Ji ji kende kami purush kamni pyari aise naam ek prit marari. Bhagat Namdev Ji Maharaj also says that just like the unchaste person loves the woman in the same way, Bhagat Namdev loves the devotion of Lord. Guru ka roop lagi as pyara. महाराज कहते जिस तरह मैं थानू उपर दसिया है कि गुरु का सत्संग किस तरह करना है उस दे बचन उलाही बाणी होंगे है जो कहना उससे चलना सेवक का पहला फर्ज है तो आप कह लगे गुरु का जरा स्वरूप है तो मैं जिस तरह दसिया है कि कामंद जैसा प्यारा लगता है मच्छी का जिम्मे पानी न प्यार है 
ਆਪ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੇ ਸਰੂਪ ਨਾਲ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਹੋਣਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਆਖਰ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਹਰ ਇੱਕ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਕਰਨਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਆਪ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਅਸਲੀ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦਾ ਇਹੀ ਫਲ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਗਏ ਰਸਮ ਰਵਾਜ ਪੂਰਾ ਕੀਤਾ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਘੰਟਾ ਉਠਿਆ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇਜ ਦੈਟ ਆਲ ਦਾ ਸੋਲਸ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਡੂ ਦਿਸ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਐਜ਼ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੈਡ ਇਨ ਦੀ ਅਬਵ ਲਾਈਨਸ ਦੈਟ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਗੋ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਅੰਡਰਸਟੈਂਡ ਏਵਰੀ ਸਿੰਗਲ ਵਰਡ ਦਾ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਪੀਕਸ ਐਜ਼ ਅ ਡਿਵਾਈਨ ਵਰਡ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਲਿਵ ਅਪ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਵਰਡਸ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਐਂਡ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਲਵ ਦਾ ਫਾਰਮ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸੋ ਮਚ ਲਾਈਕ ਦਾ ਫਿਸ਼ ਲਵਸ ਦਾ ਵਾਟਰ ਆਲ ਦਾ ਸੋਲਸ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਡੂ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵੇ ਇਟ ਇਸ ਨਾਟ ਅ ਗੁੱਡ ਥਿੰਗ ਟੂ ਕਮ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਲਾਈਕ ਪਰਫਾਰਮਿੰਗ ਐਨੀ ਰਾਈਟ ਐਂਡ ਰਿਚੁਅਲ ਐਂਡ ਗੋ ਬੈਕ ਫਰਮ ਦਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਵਿਦਾਊਟ ਅੰਡਰਸਟੈਂਡਿੰਗ ਐਂਡ ਵਿਦਾਊਟ ਐਕਸੈਪਟਿੰਗ ਐਨੀਥਿੰਗ you should not make it as a right ritual you should do the satsang exactly in the way which i have told you earlier satsang karna aisa chahiye satsang ka bhal yahi sahi hai satsang satsang mukh me mukh se gaave kare ਫਲ ਕਛੂਨ ਪਾਵੇ ਹੁਣ ਆਪ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਇਹ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਤਾਂ ਰੋਜ਼ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਫਲ ਕੁਝ ਨਹੀਂ ਮਿਲਦਾਗਾ ਇਸ ਦਾ ਕਾਰਨ ਕੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਇਸ ਗੱਲੋਂ ਕੰਨ ਇਸ ਕੰਨੋਂ ਗੱਲ ਨੂੰ ਪਾਉਨੇ ਆ ਦੂਜੇ ਪਾਸੇ ਕੱਢ ਦਿੰਨੇ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਬਾਣੀਏ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਧੋਤੀ ਝਾੜ ਕੇ ਆਪਣੇ ਘਰ ਨੂੰ ਆ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਜੋ ਕੁਝ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕਿਹਾ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਤੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਅਮਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦੇ ਨਾ ਹੀ ਸੇਜ਼ ਦੈਟ he goes on saying satsang satsang every day but is not getting any reward but is not getting any benefit from it because why is it so why is it so because he listens to things of the satsang from one year and takes it out from the other year and like that son of the merchant we go to the satsang and come back after <coughs> listening to it and not, under, not not accepting anything and in this way we do not get any benefit from doing the satsang ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਮੋਟੇ ਮੋਟੇ ਐਪ ਸਾਡੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਪੰਜ ਸਤੀ ਐਪ ਹੈ ਅਗਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਇੱਕ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਇਹ ਨਿਸ਼ਚਾ ਕਰੀਏ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਅੱਜ ਕਾਮ ਛੱਡਿਆ ਹੈ ਦੂਸਰੇ ਚ ਕ੍ਰੋਧ ਛੱਡ ਦੇਵੇ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਹਲਕੇ ਹੋ ਜਾਈਏ ਸਾਡੇ ਸਾਰੇ ਐਪ ਨਿਕਲ ਜਾਣ ਔਰ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦਾ ਰੰਗ ਚੜਨਾ ਸ਼ੁਰੂ ਹੋ ਜਾਵੇ there are only couple of basic bad habits which we all have and if we are determined to give up one bad habit per satsang then we can easily become free from all this burden if we become determined to give up anger in one satsang and lust in other satsang and if we go on doing that within few days we can become free of all the burden of this sense of all this bad habits satsang satsang mukh se gaave kare ਭਲ ਕਜੂ ਨਾ ਪਾਵੇਂ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਮਹਿਮਾ ਹੈ ਅਤ ਭਾਰੀ ਪਰ ਕੋਈ ਜੀਵ ਮਿਲੇ ਅਧਿਕਾਰੀ ਹੁਣ ਆਪ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਕਿ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੀ ਮਹਿਮਾ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਹੀ ਰਖੀਆਂ ਮੁਨੀਆਂ ਵੇਦਾਂ ਸ਼ਾਸਤਰਾਂ ਨੇ ਗਾਈ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਪਰ ਕੋਈ ਅਧਿਕਾਰੀ ਜੀ ਮਿਲੇ ਤਾਂ ਹੀ ਫਾਇਦਾ ਉਠਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ now he says that all the rishis munis vedas and shastras have sung the glory 
and importance of doing the satsang but if that is if the soul is chosen for the satsang if he is determined to get the satsang only then he can get the benefit satsang mahima hai at pari par koi jeev mile adhikari अधिकारी बिन पर गट नहीं फल सत्संग तो की ना सब चल चल ਹੁਣ ਆਪ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹਜ਼ਾਰਾਂ ਲੱਖਾਂ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਦੇ ਸੇਵਕ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਆ ਸਾਰੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਕੋਲੇ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਆ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਅਸਲੀ ਮਕਸਦ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਫਲ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸੱਚਖੰਡ ਦੀ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਚਾਬੀ ਦੇਣੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਾਂ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਜ਼ਿੰਮੇਵਾਰੀ ਦੇਣੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜੀਵਾਂ ਦਾ ਭਾਰ ਜਿਸ ਦੇ ਸਿਰ ਤੇ ਰੱਖਣਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਰੋਹਾਨੀਅਤ ਦਾ ਤਾਜ ਕਹਿਣ ਲੱਗੇ ਉਹ ਅਧਿਕਾਰੀ ਦੇਖਦੇ ਐ ਅਗਰ ਕੋਈ ਅਧਿਕਾਰੀ ਮਿਲ ਜਾਵੇ ਉਹ ਦੇ ਸਿਰ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਰੋਹਾਨੀਅਤ ਦਾ ਤਾਜ ਉਹ ਰੱਖ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਨਾਉ ਹੀ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਥਾਊਜ਼ੈਂਡਸ ਐਂਡ ਮਿਲੀਅਨਸ ਆਫ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਦ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਆਫ ਦ ਸੇਂਟਸ ਬਟ ਦੇ ਆਲਵੇਜ਼ ਲੁੱਕ ਫਾਰ ਦ ਵਨ ਹੂ ਇਜ਼ ਵਰਦੀ ਆਫ ਦ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਐਂਡ ਹੂ ਇਜ਼ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਟੂ ਬੀ ਚੋਜ਼ਨ ਫਾਰ ਪੁਟਿੰਗ ਦ ਕਰਾਊਨ ਆਫ ਸਪਿਰਚੁਅਲਿਟੀ ਔਨ ਹਿਸ ਹੈਡ and one who is going to get the throne of such kind they always look for the worthy one adhikari binam pargat nahi phal sat sang to ki na sab chal 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 aaye sat guru aage ਬਚਨ ਨਾ ਪਕੜਾ ਦਰਸ ਨਾ ਲਾਗੇ ਉਹ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਸਾਰੇ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਸਤਿਗੁਰਾਂ ਕੋਲੇ ਤੇ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਆਪਣੀ ਤਰਫੋਂ ਸਾਰਿਆਂ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਬਹੁਤ ਸਾਰੇ ਇਸ ਸ਼੍ਰੇਣੀ ਵਿੱਚ ਰਹਿ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਆ ਕਿ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਨਾ ਤਾਂ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਬਚਨਾਂ ਤੇ ਅਮਲ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਦਰਸ਼ਨ ਚੋਂ ਹੀ ਕੋਈ ਨਸ਼ਾ ਆਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਰਸ਼ਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਕੋਈ ਅਹਿਮੀਅਤ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹਨ ਐਵਰੀਬਾਡੀ ਕਮਸ ਟੂ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਲਵਸ ਐਵਰੀਵਨ ਬਟ many of them fall in this category who do not get any benefit do not get any intoxication from the darshan of the master and who do not live up to the words of the master chale chale aaye sat gure aage bachan na pakda dars na lage sat sang aur sat gure kya kare who does not love the master who does not love the words of the master and who does not live up to the words of the master kabir sahib bhi kehnde hai kabir guru bichara kya kare je sikhan mein chook ande ek na lagi je vaas bajai phook kabir sahib also say that oh kabir what the master can do when there are so many faults in the disciple if they are like the blind people who go on um, pushing air in the bamboo which is open at both the ends as the air does not stay there in the same way what can the master do to such a disciple who has both his ends open and who does not accept anything 
सत संग और सत गुर क्या करे सो जीव पौजल कैसे तरे पत्थर पानी लेखा बरता जल मिश्री सम मेल न करता ਹੁਣ ਆਪ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਲੋਕਾਂ ਦੇ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਦਿਲ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਪੱਥਰ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਹੈ ਪੱਥਰ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਆਪਣੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪਾਣੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਜਬ ਹੋਣ ਦਿੰਦਾਗਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਕੀ ਸੀਗਾ ਕਿ ਜਲ ਔਰ ਮਿਸ਼ਰੀ ਦਾ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਮਲਾਪ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦਾ ਖਿਆਲ ਲੈ ਕੇ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਾਣਾ ਸੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਕੋਲੇ ਜਾਣਾ ਸੀ ਸਚ ਪੀਪਲਸ ਹਾਰਟਸ ਆਰ ਲਾਈਕ ਸਟੋਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਲਾਈਕ ਦ ਸਟੋਨ ਡਸ ਨਾਟ ਐਬਜ਼ੋਰਬ ਐਨੀ ਵਾਟਰ ਇਨ ਦ ਸੇਮ ਵੇ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਐਬਜ਼ੋਰਬ ਐਨੀ ਟੀਚਿੰਗਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵਾਟ ਵਾਸ ਰਿਕੁਆਇਰਡ ਦੇ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਹੈਵ ਮੇਡ देयर ਹਾਰਟਸ ਲਾਈਕ ਦ ਰੌਕ ਕੈਂਡੀ and as the rock candy gets dissolved in the water in the same way they should have dissolved them dissolved themselves in the words of the master patthar pani lekha varta jal mishri sam mel na karta bahar ka sang jab yas hoi ਸਤਿਗੁਰੇ ਸਮੇ ਪ੍ਰੀਤਮ ਨਹੀਂ ਕੋਈ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਜਲ ਮਿਸ਼ਰੀ ਦੀ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਬਣ ਕੇ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਆਉਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਜਦ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਬਾਹਰਲਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਇਹ ਜਿਹਾ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਲ ਮੁਹੱਬਤ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਦੇ ਬਚਨ ਅਲਾਹੀ ਬਾਣੀ ਸਮਝਦਾ ਹੈ ਫੇਰ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਅੰਦਰਲਾ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਮਿਲਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਫਿਰ ਅੰਦਰਲੇ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਅਧਿਕਾਰੀ ਬਣਦਾ ਹੈ ਦੋਸ ਬਿਕਮ ਲਾਈਕ ਰੌਕ ਕੈਂਡੀ ਇਨ ਦਾ ਵਾਟਰ and come in the satsang and when they make their outer satsang like this when they <coughs> live up to the words of the master when they love the master when they love the words of the master and when they make their outer satsang like this then they become worthy of the inner satsang of the master In our closing bhajan is a bhajan of Sanchi's on page 236. Meditate on Nam. Why do you delay? Do not lose the time in your hands. Tell how you will tell how you will swim across without the Nam. When the time has passed, then you will bemoan the karmas. The life and human body you have got specially. You were hung upside down. Do not forget that pain. The gem has come in your hand. Do not lose it in the dirt. Give up pride and do not do mine mine. Name and glory are all false. The scene of this world is like a dream. The storm of death has come closer. This honorless life is the guest of a few days. Its life is like the lifespan of a bubble of water. Ajebo has become the disciple of Kirpal. Meditate on Nam, why do you delay? Do not lose the time in your hands. Abhajan on page 236. Nam jap kya la na deri Hate aya samaya vetu kua vina Nam jap kya la na e deri Hate aya samaya vetu gu 
Meditate on Nam. Why do you delay? Do not lose the time in your hands. May God continue to bless us all. <laughs> 